Hi everyone, welcome to Socialize TV. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a channel where we will be discussing many different topics. This commentary is based on my opinion only. Nothing should be taken as fact or personal. Stay tuned in and let's get started with today's video. Hello everyone, good morning, afternoon, and evening to you, wherever you may be. This is another episode of Socialize TV. Today's topic is a bit of a random one because of the simple fact that I hadn't really planned or talking about it until later, but it was on my mind to talk about it today. Before I get into the meats and potatoes of the topic, I want to first say that this may be a topic that may ruffle a little bit of feathers or whatever have you. And so I'm not saying that all people in the service industry or beauty industry do this. It's not an all generalization thing. It isn't. This is just my opinion of what I feel is affecting the beauty and the service industry more than anything else that needs to be worked on. That's all I'm trying to say. The other thing too is, is that the one thing that I don't like about these discussions is that people who work in the service and beauty industry almost make it seem as though the people who are literally paying money for the services don't have a right to have an opinion about the service. I think that's really disingenuous and I think it's insulting. For example, I know that your your job doesn't pay you like it should if you are a waiter or a waitress at a restaurant. I get all that. But at the end of the day, you're supposed to still be respectful and provide me excellent customer service to the best of your ability, regardless of what that other stuff is. And so I'm not going to feel like you deserve a tip from me if you're just treating me any kind of way, it's not going to happen. It just isn't. And so I don't know what's so hard to understand about that. There's almost a sense of entitlement that, that comes along with that. And I, I don't I don't like that. It is off-putting to me. And I guess that'll be a conversation for a different day to specifically talk about 
the service industry as far as like restaurants and bars are concerned. But for this particular episode, I want to talk about the beauty industry and how you have people now who are offering beauty services and are not licensed professionals to do this. And so it's become more of a side hustle than anything else. Now, I don't have a problem with a person making money, but the thing is, is that the the beauty and service industry or the beauty industry, I guess I should just call it that. The beauty industry is now so oversaturated to the point where it's ridiculous. And I blame YouTube for this. YouTube single-handedly has given us regular everyday women who are self-proclaimed beauty gurus to tell us women what the standard is and how we should look on a day-to-day basis. Single-handedly, YouTube has done this. And I don't really know anybody who doesn't watch YouTube or hasn't heard of a beauty guru or heard of what a beauty influencer is. Stores like Sephora and Ulta wouldn't even really exist or do well and have the business that they have if it wasn't for YouTube, if it wasn't for beauty influencers. And this is just what has set the standard now. There's nothing really we could do about it. It is what it is. But there used to be a time where the only time we really saw a woman completely done up and made up was for things like weddings and proms. Just recently, I would say graduations have now become a thing. But even still, really, it was mainly for prom and graduation. That was where you would see a woman wear the most makeup, be the most dressed up, hair done, all that other kind of thing, which was fine. That was appropriate for that occasion. Now you have women going for that look for the everyday. Even if it's just to go to the grocery store, even if it's just to go to Walmart, even if it's just to go to work every day, that's the look women are striving for to look like every single day. Now here's the thing, makeup for one thing was meant to enhance features, not completely change them. And I think for most people, just being honest, most people really got into makeup because in their eyes, that was the closest thing they could get to that will almost resemble the results of plastic surgery, but will be a cheaper alternative for them. It would be more feasible to buy makeup and learn techniques to enhance or undermine certain features about the face to give you the desired look without sitting in somebody's office for consultation and wondering how much it'll cost for a facelift or cheek implants or lip injections or rhinoplasty. That's honestly why I feel like a good majority of women have even gotten into YouTube and learned how to do makeup in the first place, to be perfectly honest. The other thing, too, is that you have women who don't want to acknowledge the fact that too much time out of their day is being used to be this put together. 
there are women who wake up two to three hours earlier just to do makeup period that doesn't include hairstyling that doesn't include showering that doesn't include eating breakfast that is simply time devoted to just doing makeup and if no one sees how obscene that is then we got a much bigger problem on our hands the thing is is that we're told now that we just have to look our absolute best at all times and we shouldn't leave the house if we're not done up that's pretty much the rule now for women and the thing is unfortunately some men have adopted the same ideology they don't want to see women in their most natural state they don't want to see women without all the makeup without the eyelashes without the hair dye it's like there's an automatic ugliness that is assigned to you when you don't have all of that on and it's ridiculous it's in a way it's almost like saying how you look naturally is never going to be good enough it's always going to have to be enhanced in some way and i think that's absolutely ridiculous but this is where we are i remember growing up how makeup was the one thing that just made a woman look her most beautiful and while i was into makeup i didn't go for the whole full face you know i didn't i wasn't into foundation and powder and concealer and all the other kind of thing i really just liked eye makeup and lipstick and that's pretty much all i wear now this also could be the fact that you know my mother never wore full face of makeup but my mom still liked makeup and so that could be the reason but in general even as i got older i just never felt the need to do a whole full face now i don't mind a full face i think a full face can be really beautiful if done tastefully and by tastefully i mean with reasonable amount of makeup some women wear full coverage everything and when you wear full coverage makeup it has a lot of pigment in it and when you layer full coverage foundation with full coverage concealer and full coverage powder it literally will look like a mask after a period of time it won't even look like skin anymore and when all of that's washed off your face you are going to look completely different especially if you have problematic skin like you have acne or you have rosacea or you have hyperpigmentation it's going to look even worse if none of that could ever be seen underneath all that makeup and then when it's gone now it's visible it's absolutely ridiculous and now that's the everyday look for a lot of girls besides the whole fact that wearing makeup for a long period of time is not healthy for your skin i'm not here to lecture you about that all i'm saying is that we have to acknowledge that this is the beauty standard we have to acknowledge that this is just what's expected of us now and the women who don't conform to that can possibly run into some issues and ridicule from other women and even from men by not looking put together and by not looking put together that equals not being as feminine 
there are so many things that just now equate to something else when it really shouldn't be that but that's what is conveyed through the ridicule and so again like i said beauty influencers have set the stage for that that's just where we're at but that leaves an oversaturation in the market of people trying to capitalize off it everybody wants to have their own beauty line everybody wants to have their own brand of fake eyelashes everyone wants their own brand of lipstick it gets to a point where and it really already is right now at a point where everything's already been done we're at a point where anything that happens now is just a recycle of something else they everything that has been thought of has been thought of and anything that's supposedly new or innovative now comes across as just simply a gimmick i'm not i'm not falling for it i never have felt for it it's ridiculous but going back to the oversaturation in the market again specifically talking about eyelashes you have a thing now where people are self-proclaimed lash technicians and these are simply people who glue hairs to your individual eyelashes to give you the fullness of an eyelash without it being a strip lash. That's all they do. There's no medical license for that or anything. If you are an esthetician, I guess that's good enough of a qualification for you to do this. But then again, I don't really know. At the end of the day, most of the time people are not going to somebody who has any kind of license they're going to the the girl that they knew from work or school who quote unquote does lashes or somebody that they found on instagram because they like the pictures that's all the qualification they need and i think that's ridiculous for one thing i don't like these lash extensions they're too full, they're too unrealistic, they're too fluffy, and after a while they just look like fur or your eye. The whole thing is the idea of having glue and adhesive in my eye or, or around my eye is absolutely horrifying. For one thing, the follicle that your hairs grow, that your eyelashes grow out of, was when that gets clogged, unimaginable eye infections will happen. Okay, and the reason why I know this is because I'm very prone to eye infections, and I don't even wear fake eyelashes. I just know this because of all the the pink eye and the conjunctivitis and the and the styes and whatever else that I've had before has happened due to something being in or around my eye that had no business being there causing an infection your eyes are so important many of us wouldn't know what to do if we couldn't see that's just being frank many of us probably wouldn't want to survive or try to survive if we were blind this is one way it can happen it's very possible and on top of that although the risk they just simply don't look nice. I don't care what anybody say. They don't look nice. Most women have very, very small eyes. And these 
eyelashes are just so disproportionate to the eye shape too it's it's ridiculous they look like fans or they look like wide brim hats or your eyes it's not cute it's not cute on top of that why are you paying somebody 50 60 dollars to do this when you can spend ten dollars on a decently nice quality strip lash at cvs target or walmart and just glue it on yourself that takes what not even 10 minutes like maybe five minutes at that to do it yourself come on now the cost does not outweigh time spent it's not convenient at all it's not convenient at all and then the beauty about wearing strip lashes is that you can take them off whatever you want you can put it back on whenever you want with lash extensions you can't do that and when they get old they start to fall out and then you can see gaps in the lashes and that's when i really am fed up with the nonsense i'm like that looks god awful god awful just wear a strip lash it's the same concept really just made more complicated just wear a strip lash the other thing too is that these eyelashes are too long when you wear eyelashes again that are disproportionate to your eye shape they can make your eyes look a little distorted some of these girls actually look cross-eyed with these eyelashes and you would you would try to tell them but the first thing they want to say is you're a hater no sweetheart i'm not i look like a normal person you look like a martian okay there's a difference they do not look good the other thing too is i don't know if it's just me but it see i don't know if eyelashes come in different variations of black being either they come in a jet black or a natural black but some girls to me their eyelashes are too are too black they're too dark and, and they're too bold and stand out on their faces and it doesn't really look good either especially if you're blonde i'm like this just looks absolutely crazy it looks crazy so the eyelashes are, are too bold the other thing too is that i don't know when this became a thing either i know Nicki minaj has primarily wore this eye look more than anybody else but it's like whatever happened to wearing bottom lash eyeliner why is it that girls just wear an eyelash and that's it that looks crazy and it doesn't look balanced you need bottom lash eyeliner the winged eyeliner at the top is not even really necessary the only way it's necessary is if it's too obvious that the lash band is is glued to your eye well that only depends on the actual structural integrity of the lash itself which is the other thing not all lashes are made the same some are going to be too stiff to contour to the shape of your eye which is what's prompting girls to use more glue to make sure that it's held on to their eye the other thing too 
is that sometimes the lash band is too long and you need to cut it. There is no reason for the inner corner of your eyelash to be sticking out. It's too long. It needs to be cut. I don't understand. And so I, I have a huge problem with this trying to be a side hustle. I really do. It is, it's a straight up scam in my opinion. There's no way in the world I would pay somebody $50, $60 or even more to do eyelashes when I can just go buy some from the store. It doesn't make sense and they look better. I just don't get it. But that's what I have to say about lash technicians. I now want to get on makeup artists for a second. Now here's the thing. I do feel like there is still a need for actual professional and licensed makeup artists. And the reason why I say this is because professional makeup artists and beauty influencers are not the same people. They don't use the same techniques. And that is simply what differentiates the two. Everybody is now buying the high-end makeup now. The, even the everyday girl is. And so it's not an issue of what necessarily is being used product-wise. I mean, to a certain extent that matters, but really it's about technique. And professional makeup artists just have the techniques that are the reason why the celebrities look so good the way that they do when they wear makeup and why the everyday girl doesn't look like that when she wears makeup. It is a big difference. For one thing, these celebrities and these models don't wear as much makeup as you think they do. For the most part, their skincare has to be on point in order for the makeup to be applied seamlessly and smoothly. Whereas the everyday beauty influencer is just using makeup to just, you know, layer onto their face to hide everything. There really isn't that much of a conversation about good skincare. And even when there is a conversation about good skincare, what do they do? They go right back to put it on the full coverage. Everything. And I'm like, that really just defeats the whole purpose. And this is why these makeup brands and these skincare brands love us YouTube viewers. Because we don't use common sense. <laughs> we don't understand how much expensive that is to have quality skincare, have quality makeup when you should be buying less of one and more of the other. No common sense whatsoever. No common sense. It is, it's a marketing ploy. For example, if my skincare, if I'm taking decent care of my skin, I wouldn't need a full coverage foundation. I would need either a light or a medium coverage foundation, something that's buildable. And the reason I keep harping on foundation is because that's what's really changing how the face looks. It completely turns the face from three-dimensional to one-dimensional because it's all one color now. And so using things like contour powders, blush, highlighter, that gives more dimension to the face, but that also requires more makeup product. And so 
that's really where the magic comes in with changing the features because if you have more shadow here and less here then it changes the overall shape and look of the face but the foundation is what's covering everything that's why it's most referred to as a mask because everything under it you don't see the fact of the matter is that all of that makeup is just not necessary it just isn't but again you have women who absolutely refuse to leave the house without makeup they absolutely refuse even if it's just to take the trash out it's like they gotta pop on a little bit of concealer or, or something to, to hide a so-called imperfection that may or may not even exist just so that they can be perceived as perfect you're striving to achieve something that you're never going to achieve nobody is perfect so you're striving for something that you can't achieve it's fruitless it's like trying to fill a bucket with no bottom i i don't understand but i understand but i i do get and understand why we're at this place socially where we are it's just that i wish more people will use common sense i really do because your wallet is going to reflect whether you have common sense believe you me if you don't need any other indication look at what you're spending your money on it's absolutely ridiculous but like i said there's still a need for professional makeup artists it's just that they're not doing the stuff that the beauty influencers are doing and for some makeup artists they don't really feel like they can compete with the market because it's oversaturated anybody with a camera who likes makeup can be an influencer now there really are no rules and, and standards and qualifications to do this anymore which the only positive thing for that is that it makes the, it makes the industry more inclusive but at the end of the day it, it takes away from something being special about it you know it's like if i really wanted to i could you know be a beauty influencer i guess but then it also depends on who your market who your audience is so really any and all of these things just eventually turn into side hustles some kind of way it's ridiculous but my other gripe with beauty influencers and really more so so-called makeup artists is that so many of them are not professional at the end of the day i'm paying you for a service and i want to look like how i want to look i get that you're supposedly the expert in this situation but at the end of the day if i want a certain look even if it makes me look ugly you have to give me that simply to get my money it's, it's that simple there's a way to give suggestions and advice against something that you don't feel like will work for that person it's a way to go about doing that but generally speaking the rule of thumb should be give the customer what they want if the customer is telling you they don't like something change it don't go back and forth just change it just change it the other thing too is that 
There are some makeup artists who charge way too much for what they're doing. Way too much. It, it doesn't take all that time and it doesn't take all of that product to, to do a good job either. You don't necessarily have to use something high end. Again, it goes back to technique. If you have the technique down, whether you bought the makeup from Walmart or, or Nordstrom or Sephora, it can all look good if you have your technique down. So I feel like most makeup artists are justifying their prices with the product that they choose to use. You don't have to use that. You don't. You don't have to use just Charlotte Tilbury. You don't know if everybody's skin is going to agree with Charlotte Tilbury makeup. So to have just Charlotte Tilbury is a bit of a gamble. And now you're overcharging people for your services to compensate the money back that you spent. I don't think that's fair. My thing is, what I will always say is I'm nobody's meal ticket. I will patronize, I will patronize your business and I will support you, but don't overcharge me. Because guess what? With a little bit of time that I can set aside in my day, I will just do it myself. I've learned to do this with nail salons, a little bit off topic, but it still applies. I, If I'm going to a salon, I'm going because I like the experience and I like the customer service and I like how my nails should turn out. But I've been doing my own nails for well over 10 years. Do I do them perfectly? No, but I do them good enough to my own satisfaction. But if I'm going to a nail shop, I expect them to be better than what I can do myself. But <laughs> if I pay for a service, it's like I expect you to treat me with respect. I expect you to listen to what I want to have done. There should be ample communication and professionalism. And most of the time there isn't. I shouldn't have to, as a nail technician, tell you to file a nail evenly, to not be as aggressive when you file, to polish my nail from cuticle to tip, not somewhere on the nail plate or down. I shouldn't have to tell you that one nail on my right hand is longer than the one on my left. I shouldn't have to say these things to you. You're supposed to know those things. And it seems like when I speak up when something is wrong, then, then the technician catches an attitude with me and they get mad when I don't leave a tip. This is my, this, these are my nails, not yours. Okay. And I feel the same way with any type of service. Don't get mad at me because I'm speaking up about how I want something done. I'm not going to let you do something any kind of way and then still have you expect me to pay whatever price you ask it for. That's, that's not how that's going to work. And a lot of makeup artists do this. I see a lot of makeup artists online complain about the clientele. Well, granted, I do understand a lot of what they're saying. A lot of people are very unreasonable and what they ask you to achieve can't be done. You can't work miracles. I get that. I understand that you should be compensated for your time. I, I completely agree with that. But 
there seems to be again a sense of entitlement that comes along with simply because you do makeup it's it's like you should be paid a lot of money for it anybody can do their own makeup if they just take the time to learn anybody can do this this is nothing special unless you again are a professional and by professional I like I need to see certificates I need to see qualifications and I need to know who else is part of your clientele that's what will justify to me your prestige but if you just somebody who bought a whole bunch of makeup called it a makeup kit and is advertising your services and putting up pictures on Instagram that doesn't make you a makeup artist I'm sorry that's a side hustle just just admit it I don't know what's so bad about admitting that it's a side hustle I, I don't I don't understand my thing is have good quality customer service skills that's what really seems to lack more than anything else is the customer service my thing is I don't care what you're doing for me if you have a nasty attitude I'm not giving you anything it's as simple as that I'm not giving you any tip I might even try to negotiate the price down because I didn't like your attitude don't have attitude with me this is my body. I don't have to give you anything. I don't. And people can disagree with that all they want to. But don't be nasty to me. Especially if I'm not being nasty to you. What gets me is that the same people who are in these industries will suck it up for a nasty and disrespectful client because of what they will pay them and the money they can make off of them. But it's no longer about the principle of respect then. It's all about, oh, I need to get paid or I need to make money off of this client, client or I need to make commission off of this person. But then when it comes to a regular everyday person and they don't like your attitude, now all of a sudden it's about the principle of respect. Be consistent. Be consistent. I know plenty of people who provide services to individuals and they are always nice and respectable and respectful because that's just who they are and you can tell you can't fake being a good person and I think some people get into these these jobs or these side hustles to make it seem like they're a good person where they really don't like people they don't like being hands-on with people and, and that's fine but don't get into that business then if that's how you honestly feel it just doesn't make sense the payout is not good enough to justify the cost of discomfort that is always being expressed on the internet. I, I'm well aware of, of how makeup artists feel and lash technicians feel. I'm well aware of all of that. But again, what's your customer service professionalism like? I need to hear both sides of the story, not just one. Everybody is not going to be mean and nasty to you. And so, it, we, we've really created a beast with this whole beauty standard thing. We, we really have. And it's, it's an oversaturated market. And I do see in the near future that most people are going to stop including their time, energy, and money into all of these shenanigans and are doing a lot of things themselves. It's already starting to happen. The other thing too is that most people are just going to get tired 
of devoting so much time and effort to being put together all the time for really absolutely no reason. And like I said too, if you're a single woman caught up in all of this and you're trying to date, that's just one of the things that men are going to expect from you. They're going to expect you to look your best all the time and the minute you don't, you're going to get criticized for it. He's going to give you some kind of indication that he doesn't like your natural state and what are you going to do about it then? The thing is with me, I've always been a take it or leave it type of person when it came to dating, especially when it came to hair. I don't wear a whole lot of makeup, but I change my hair a lot. I wear wigs. Now, nothing is wrong with my natural hair. My natural hair is healthy, but it's just too much of an effort for me to style it every day. And that's not something that I'm willing to sacrifice time to do. I'm just not doing it. And so every time my, my guy might see me, my hair might be different. I might change up a color or a style or a length or all three. Or there could be a day where I just dispose of all of that and just wear my natural hair. It's really all going to depend on my mood. But if his whole thing is, oh, I don't like you wearing wigs. Why can't you just wear your natural hair? I would say to him, it ain't up to you about what I do with my hair. If a guy doesn't like a woman to not wear makeup and be comfortable in her own skin, then maybe that's somebody you don't need to be dealing with. I mean, these are things that should, that should be considered, you know, at the end of the day, it's too costly for a lot of people to keep up with this. It is. And like I said in the beginning, most people are doing this because it's a quick fix because they can't get plastic surgery. With all the money they spend it on makeup from Ulta and Sephora, if they just saved it up, they probably really could afford the surgeries they wanted. When I look at, I mean, I'm going a little bit off tangent, but when I watch um, YouTube and I look at all of these product reviews, especially for eyeshadow palettes, Everybody's talking about, for example, how amazing the Too Faced eyeshadows are or the ColourPop eyeshadows are. When I go in the store and actually see the actual size of these palettes, I can't believe they cost what they do. Especially most recently ColourPop. For some reason, palettes just look bigger on camera. They really do. When I look at these 9-pan or 12-pan eyeshadows from ColourPop, I'm like, that little thing is $10, $12, well, $12, are you serious? I could get an eyeshadow palette that size for like $4.99 at Burlington. Is the quality going to be questionable? Yeah, maybe, but for the amount of product that I'm getting. It's like, I can't imagine paying $12 for that. I can't. The Tarte eyeshadows, eyeshadow palettes were really small and people were paying that price for it. I'm like, you're paying that much for this? Are you serious? I just couldn't believe it. 
I couldn't believe it. And I, I just was so turned off. So turned off. And I'm like, no wonder people's makeup collections are costing thousands of dollars. They are really taking advantage of y'all and y'all are just willingly giving y'all money. It don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. I don't get it. But I conclude with this. At the end of the day, you do what makes you feel attractive. You do what makes you feel comfortable in your skin. If you like the whole full glam, go right ahead. If you like to be very minimalistic, that's fine too. It is what it is. You do what you want. But just understand that whether it may be directly expressed or indirectly expressed, the beauty standard has affected you in some way. You do conform to it in some way. You do. And even if it may not be the makeup, it could be another area. It could be how you dress. It could be how you wear your hair. It could be the shoes that you wear. Do you wear heels all the time or do you wear flats? So in some way, you are conforming to the beauty standard. It may not just be just in the makeup department. It could be in some other way. So don't be one of those people where it's like, oh, well, she ain't talking to me because I don't wear makeup. Yeah, that might not be the case, but you might be doing something else. So this message is still for you too. Be comfortable in your own skin. Understand that just because certain people are, are spokespersons for a societal standard doesn't mean that that has to be you. That doesn't mean you have to look like that or act like that or dress like that. It's totally up to you. You just have to be around people who don't enforce it on you. Because any type of socialization works when you enforce the ideas on yourself. That's what it has won. That concludes today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Like and subscribe to the platform. Like the Facebook page. Share the episode with your friends and family if you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for your support. And I will see you in my next one. Bye-bye and so long.